Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is the Sunday for Psychic Hour. Now we have some callers in the queue, so we're going to be. <laughs> Let's see if you know. We're taking those callers momentarily. We are going to be taking those callers momentarily, but first we want to let you know how to reach us. Those who have not called in, of course, 914 338 is the call in number. Press one if you'd like to speak with us, and you can find us on Facebook and on Twitter. Those accounts are linked on our Blog Talk Radio profile, the Neil and Christian Baker Psychic Hour, where you may follow us as well. But we prefer you to join us on Facebook. And I am repasting. It's very difficult for me to do two things at once. Um. I'm copying and pasting, but let me also try to do through three things at once. Bring on our first caller, 646. Hi, good afternoon, uh, Kristen and Neil. This is Zara. Hi, Zara. How are you? Hey, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you so much. Um, Great. So I just wanted to give you an update. Last time we spoke was about a month ago, and uh, you guys... Uh, we're pretty confident that I would get an offer on my condo in April last month. Unfortunately, nothing happened. I did not get any offers. So I'm just wondering uh, if you have any further insight into my situation. Well, um, no offers. Any? Were there people after we spoke that came and looked at the condo, new, new um, interested parties? Um. I think a couple of people, I'm not sure whether it was before or after I spoke to you, to be honest, um, but like early in April, there were a couple of people who came in, who came in uh, but we never heard back from them. Hmm. Yeah, let's, your, what's your birth date again, Zara? It is 9-6-1965. And what's your husband's birth date? 10-30-63. Uh, what is right? He's a twenty-three-five, and she's a nine or something, right? So is she? What is she? A she's six? A nine. A nine, fifteen, twenty-five, nine. Yes. Their, day, their days add up to his year, but they're lacking an eight. An eight in their energy. Well, they have an eight in the five-three, but it's broken up. Really broken up. It's broken up, but I mean, 
would you say, Zara, that, I mean, you, so we're talking about an eight being broken up and solid eight, for example, if you had a solid eight in your birth date or one of you had a solid eight in the birth date, there may be more success with buying and selling. But I imagine that you've done some real estate investment we have. before. Yeah. yeah, we have. Mm-hmm. So, um, but this could be why you're having some trouble in this regard. At this point, and I'm trying to see where she's at see, in her, uh, how old she is. We don't like to be wrong. It's annoying when we're wrong. So oh, okay. we take a personal, we take a personal um, interest in the fact that it wasn't sold or there were no offers in April. So what we have right. to do is one of two things: we were either dead wrong, or mm-hmm. or there's something going on that is purposeful or or maybe karmic or something like that that we didn't quite see now in reflection of that when we when we actually um try to combine since this is an endeavor between you and your husband and we and we combine your master numbers they add Mm -hmm. up 95 adds up to 14 which is a five and now we've got a strong five in the system which we could Sounds like we're cheating, but we could say, okay, let's take it to May. Now, right, because five is the fifth month, also. Well, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. The, there's a, there's one other thing. Your husband's fifty nine years old, right? Yeah. So he's coming up. Uh, he's approaching his twelfth cycle of his master number five. So that is another point for him because mm-hmm. he's he's on a cycle. He's approaching a cycle. And so there should be a change by or on, from that point up to nine months beyond, but also prior to that point, nine mm-hmm. months before. So, so this is a ch- time of change for him. So we've run into things like She's this. Before. We've run into things like this before, and we try to analyze if there's any maybe maybe uh, apparent block going on. So let me ask you a question. Regardless of what, where you think I'm going, don't worry about that. But do you know anyone recently who has a child and that child had gotten sick? Maybe not majorly sick, but sick. Has anyone reported to you about their child being sick? Um, no, but I just read something like maybe five minutes ago online about a mom bringing a baby in who was sick and died. <laughs> um, well, then that counts. That counts. Okay. Because if you mm-hmm. read about it and it's in your mind, mm-hmm. then, then you're owning it right there. And we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're leaning, we're, we're liberally leaning to that being, quote, a friend or an acquaintance. But the fact is, you just read it five, see, five minutes ago, you said. Very, just before I called you. Mm -hmm. Right. But you said five. So you see how this works? We're trying, we're trying, Mm -hmm. you see, you may go, well, that, well, that's, that's weird. That's coincidence. Why is it? Because you're psychic. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. Well, Mm -hmm. the intention, our show isn't to, our intention isn't to show off or to make things work so we look good. Our intention mm-hmm. is to be authentic and to do the best job we can. Now, right. having yeah. done this part of the reading and getting this validation, we might mm-hmm. be 
able to count on May, if you get my gist. We might mm-hmm. be able to, maybe we broke something. You know, the child, she brought the child in, the child's sick. Okay, you're trying mm-hmm. to sell your home, so right now your, your residence is sick. Did, mm-hmm. did there was any report about the child, what the child had or what the outlook was? What the, it was found there was some, uh, it, it was no fault of the mother, actually. It was a bizarre story. The mom brought, brought the child in to the daycare and said the baby's sleeping. She gave the baby some medicine and, and the baby would be sleeping for a while. And then when the daycare worker checked again, found it lifeless, basically. And later, it was no fault of the mom. It was determined that there was some water in the brain issue that was, he had, the baby had been sick for a while, apparently. Did the baby die? <laughs> so, so the baby... Yeah, it was, was, the baby was, was, was... I don't think oh that... Oh, my God. Um, I yeah, yeah. It was a oh, sad okay. I don't know if that bodes well for my apartment. No, 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 no. The only part we're looking at is the validation. Let me put this together. Other callers hang in there, or did we lose them? No, we uh, only have another caller. Oh, okay, just hang in there. Now, have you ever, between you and your husband, have you ever had a water problem in your home, ever? Oh, yes, yeah, we have. Uh-huh. Okay, briefly. Like with the basement. Yeah, ba- what are brief- you getting in the basement or something? Okay, yeah. got it. So you said basement, B-A, attached to baby, B-A. Water mm-hmm. in the basement, which is the opposite mm-hmm. of the brain, it's the lower part. But now, mm-hmm. so when you had problems in the basement, can you 30 seconds give us a little story behind it? Um. It happened early on in our first home, and then I think in one of the homes we, we had, uh, let's see, a few years back, um, it, was, it rained a lot, and then I think one of the, um, what are they called? Those little, um, oh gosh, I can't, the, the drain thing, Majig, was, was the rain, covered with leaf. The yeah, rain gutter? The drain is, the rain better. It's, it's, I don't know. I don't know what it's called. There's something in the ground, which like oh, in the shower, called? you know, you have the drain. Uh, I, whatever that thing is called. Okay. It, it, yeah. was, it was covered with leaves. It was covered with leaves outside of the basement door, and that uh, accumulated, allowed a lot of water to accumulate, which seeped in through the door, and so water just basically built, built crept into our basement. Yeah. And the outlet, the the overflow um, yeah. outlet was mm-hmm. stuck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So do you now? Do you get creatively the analogy? Uh-huh. Uh, well, yeah. you, you know, the water and the brain, the water in yes. the basement. Yes, you know, yes. You're using yes. an analogy. And right now your I... baby, right now your baby is your mm-hmm. home. So there's a mm-hmm. karma you have going mm-hmm. on, no fault of your own, but still it's mm-hmm. karma going on in your home in terms of the sale. Now, is the sale above or below 500? Above. Way, Way above. Okay. Yeah, so I only said 500 because I want to get that five in. Right. Is it she okay to list? Do you want to say the listing price or not no. say it? No, I don't want to. So is there a five in the listing price? Um, gosh. I think so. Yes, there is. 
Okay. So what we'll do, we, the only thing we can do right now, since we got a, every time we get a validation, we get clearance. So what we're going to do is maybe produce a new line of thought where the home gets an offer that's accepted in May. Keep in touch with us. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, what, what were you going to say? Uh, nothing. It's okay. We can move on to our next caller. What were you going to say? Oh, so Zara, question. Um, mm-hmm. New shoes. Anyone in your family new shoes recently? Yes. Well, who, who and when? Sneakers. Well, it I doesn't matter. I think it was like, uh, okay. I think it was last month. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like so a couple of validation. I mean, it's not on the same line of validation, mm-hmm. you know, the baby, yeah. the water, the basement, but right. it's another validation right. just moving us forward, trying to get your apartment sold. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and the only other question would be on a practical, in the practical area is, is lowering the price at all feasible? We, we did it. We did it. So you have done it. So that's... Yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah. When, how long ago? Like, what, two weeks? Uh, two weeks ago, yeah, about two weeks. Okay, so... Okay, so really along. quickly, when that basement was over flooding, did you have to go down there and kind of wade through inches of water? It was a um, in some areas, it was more than the other. Yeah. It okay. Was, it was, well, that just uh, amounts yeah. to the shoes. So we're we're, we're mm-hmm. gonna wrap this one up by saying we mm-hmm. think we may uh, keep in touch with mm-hmm. us, and okay. uh, we'll go from there. Sounds good. Sounds good. Say a prayer. I would appreciate any good vibes. <laughs> okay. Thank you Great. so much. Thank Thanks. you. Have a wonderful day. Bye. All right. And Zara can follow us on Facebook. And also our donation link is up on our uh, talk radio show description. So if anyone is inclined to donate to the show, please use the Venmo link um, because we do pay for our shows to be broadcasted. Is that right? What are you doing? What are you doing? I guess. Neil with scissors and paper in the middle of the show is not exactly um, in focus, on focus. 860, hi. Hi, thank you so much. It's Lisa Marie, and my date of birth is January 26, 1959. I'm, I'm, oh, what, I'm what, sorry. What, what's Lisa, your name? Lisa Marie. Oh, Lisa, hi. Yeah, you, you emailed us, hi. and we never heard back from you. Okay, one twenty six fifty nine. Yes. Okay. okay. All right. So, Marie, go ahead with your question. Well, I, everything is just a shambles, my health and my life, and I'm just wondering, is it going to turn around? I had this stupid lawsuit for a dog bite to my face and need surgery for that more, but I'm scared of that because they don't do very well on me with surgeries and just... Anything you can offer me, I'm just, I, I feel like it's hopeless. Well, your husband isn't, I mean, you and your husband have had a long history of problems. It's just not and there. So there's there's, there's any not supporting you. I mean, what? so if you were to have a surgery, for example, on your face, is it, 
would you be inpatient in the hospital or is it an outpatient no, they procedure? They, home. they told me that I may need a heart valve replacement and he left me for four days. So well, that's the kind of guy he is. So, so, but with it, let's talk about the face for a minute. What, you're, you have a surgery for your face because of a dog bite that you need, correct? I had one and my nose cartilage is collapsing, so it's uh, getting harder and harder to breathe through my nose, and mm -hmm. they want to do surgery on it, and it could make it worse. I could end up with no septum in my nose. I could end oh. up with facial paralysis. I'm just scared to death. Like the devil yeah. you don't know, you know what I mean? Well, it's always risky having surgery, and, you know, there are success stories, but, yeah, of course, and that's a area obviously you want to keep intact you don't want to lose your septum so for a surgery like that is this an inpatient procedure where they'd be caring for you in the hospital during your most critical moments or would you have to rely on your husband to take care of you because it's an outpatient procedure yeah for heart a heart valve's outpatient too I, I don't know about that. They're still working, yeah, no, I working don't on this. I have more tests for that coming. I think they'd keep me a few days. Wow. It's difficult. This, okay, so what's here. the husband's birthday? The lawsuit was going to give me some money, but the lawyer is just I had a deposition yesterday. In the middle of the deposition, he said he had to go somewhere and said I have to come back again. And that's my <laughs> lawyer, so I feel like that, that's hopeless, too, to what? give me money to get out of it. Well, what's your husband's birthday? Five twenty-six sixty-four. So he's younger than you a little bit. They're the same. Right? Yeah, I, 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 didn't, no, I didn't know he was. I thought he told me he was two years younger. I didn't find out he was five years younger until we were married for like five years. Okay, so here, so let us talk for a minute. You're, you're both the same karmic and masculine number, 33 plus 6. Born on you're the both same the day. Six, and you're both born on the same day. And um, uh, two sixes become a 12, which is your first two numbers. Okay, so there's the connection. Doesn't mean it's going to be a good connection, but what it means is that the connection was already established by karma. Now, from there, we go to another place. So Matt, can I just say one more thing? You're saying five and one is six, right? Uh-huh. They're five and one is six. Is that what you're saying? Five and one. They're both a six. Yeah, they're both a six, but their sixes are also in their day. I mean, they pulled the master numbers in the day. Yeah, the days are the same. Yeah, and then they're okay. months yeah. out of the six. So um, now, your first three numbers add up to nine, which is your year, solidly in your year. Now, what were, you see, and you have karma, so this dog that bit you, was this a stray dog, your dog, what happened? My friend's dog. So your friend's dog. Okay, so yeah. now what we've got is, so your friend, and you were just patting it and it bit you? I'm sorry, the phone beeped, what was that? Uh, you were just patting the dog and it bit you out, just out of the blue? She walked the dog up to me to meet the dog at the vet. We were both at the vet, and I had never met him. And she walked him up and set him at my feet. And I leaned down, and I was saying, 
oh, you're so sweet. And the next thing I knew, I was running across the parking lot screaming. Okay. Let me see if we can help you with this situation, which would include, did they say surgery is mandatory? You have to face it or can you avoid it? I can put plastic cones in my nose to keep it open to breathe, but that would be a very horrible way to live with a plastic. Surgery surgery would be the best solution, but you're scared to death of the complications. She's had one surgery, though, I think already. Okay, we're yeah, going to I had we, one surgery. We're going to but see that was a mild when they just put all the tissue back together. Yeah, it's obvious, uh, Lisa. You, you have some ter- difficult karma. That, that's obvious, and it might have been throughout life, and so you came into the world with this mess. Okay, so that's we can't change that. What we might be able to do is change the direction of where the karma is going forward. You have a nine in your year, which is great. And you have a five, which is great. And between five and nine, you have a four, which is terrific. So your number's outstanding in your energy. You're very, very good. So let's work with that note for a minute. How old are you right now? 64. So you're 64, which is a 10. And it has been here. Yeah. So we might be able to work a little bit with this. But keep in mind, you're born on the 6th of the month. Between 2 and 6 is a 4. So I'm going to take that symbol, 2, quote, 4, 6, and compare it to your age. And we're going to try to get this thing going for you. Your first and last numbers are 1 and 9. That's a 10. Your 64, that's a 10. So I'm going to work with those energies. Um, in your home right now, do you have any visible sight of any kind of flower or flower arrangement, real yes. flowers, Lots. you do. <laughs> yes. And they, are they on a table or where are they? Well, currently I'm looking at the lilacs on the kitchen counter. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Okay. So now we've got another validation. Whenever we get a validation, we get a point. And that point represents something that's going to be in your favor. Now, have you ever, uh, don't, don't get me don't try to figure out where I'm going. Just answer the question. Have ever in your life had an ingrown toenail or any kind of problem with toenails? All the time. And can you explain that in 15 seconds? Oh, my big toes, the nails grow down into the corners, and I constantly have to, this is gross, cut them and pull, the, pull it out with a tweezer. Tweezer. <laughs> Okay, well, it may be gross, but for our purpose, whenever we get a validation, Lisa, no matter what it is, we get a point. Okay. And and if it seems to be negative, then we're erasing the negative energy by getting the point. If it's a positive, like the flower, we just have positive energy. So we're going to take the toenail as a validation, remove the negativity. We're going to take the flowers as as a validation, increase the positive energy, and we're going to put out energy three ways. One, that people don't ignore you, that you get this done, that you go through the procedure that will best benefit you without repercussions that are, you know, problematic beyond the measurement of what normally would happen, and that you're back sort of on your feet. Your marriage, that's a different story, but we're going to try to take care of you first. 
So with these validations that we got, together with the energy work we're going to do together, as we're doing on the, on the call, Chris and you and myself, we're going to put out good energy. That means that you just go through the steps you normally would go through, but we should hopefully find better results than what you've been getting. So I, you know, I just want to say, I know Lisa feels defeated and somewhat hopeless. I think that's the word that she used. And, you know, I'm you know, being in a situation where you're feeling oppressed and your husband is controlling and not supportive is very difficult. But try to try to magnify the areas in your life that give you joy. So you have friends, it sounds like. No. Friend with the dog. The friend with the dog. You were meeting her. So there's one friend. No, she's first. She's not my friend anymore because she blocked me as soon as her dog bit me. Well, and yeah. There's probably there's got to be some other friends. No other friends? No, I don't. I'm very alone in this world. There's no one I can pick up the phone and call and say this is happening. I have no one. I had a lot of very senior senior citizen friends. I seem to have my whole life, and they all passed away. Uh, well, you called us. Yeah, you called so us. That's a friendly connection. And we're going to do our best to help you. You know, um, we didn't create this karma. What we're trying to do is tackle it and, and by our own, you know, unique efforts, maybe reduce it and get at least some relief for you. Yeah, the concern is you know, the care that you'd have in your home recovering from either one of these procedures, whether your husband's going to be supportive, care, you know, or not. I mean, is is pretty significant detail when making a decision to go forward with either one of these surgeries. But you've got lilacs on your table. I mean, that's a sign of beauty. I mean, try to appreciate the little things. Anybody named uh, anybody? I had seven surgeries. Don't worry about me and the surgery. I have surgery all the time on my belly, and he he comes in and sits down, and I make him dinner after I've had major surgery. Well, that that shouldn't be doing that. Any, well, go ahead. You were going to say something. Uh, I'm getting a name too. Um, Lisa, think strongly now. Anybody named Mary or Mary Ann anywhere in your history? Anywhere? Mary Ann, I went to school with. Okay, fourth grade, high school. What grade? Uh, high school, junior high, and high school. But I really only saw her in junior high. Okay, so there's a validation. Were your parents at that time, were they fighting or were you close to your parents? Um, I was, my mother screamed constantly, so there was just a dynamic in the house where nobody talked and everybody cowered. Yeah. So your mother was a tyrant? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so we got these are further validations to help. We're trying to help you. So these are further validations, even though the memories may not be pleasant, they're validations to erase the unpleasant karma around you. Maybe it won't be successful. Any Dennis or Dennison last name could be Dennison. Dennis. First name. Dennis. Dennis. Dennis? Dennison? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a woman that is kind of touched. But I've, this is really something. I met her in front of the place where my mother worked for 30 years. And she calls me her daughter, but 
she's difficult to talk to because she's kind of touched. But you I mean still like am kind of ill? I, I, I'm not quite sure what the problem is. Or mentally challenged, something like that? I'm mentally, un, mentally unbalanced, but she's sweet when she's sweet, and I still let her tell people I'm her daughter, and I talk to her, I don't know, every three or four months she'll call. Okay, she's a path type mother. And, and her last name is Denison? Her last name is Denison. Okay, so that's another validation. That's a big one. How, I mean, how do we, we come up with that? Yeah. And that's a past life mother, and we were just talking about the family unit. So we're trying to help you. Uh, you know, you, you, gave us a, you gave us a big bundle of karma, and we're trying, we didn't create it, but we're trying to figure out how to, how to get you through it. And it seems as though there's energy sources that are helping today. Yeah. So it's just not Chris and I being no. psychic and doing it on our own. We seem to be getting assistance. Maybe there's an angel, angel out there. There seems to be a little glass angel. These are little phony things. But do you have little any glass? Things. Well, a glass angel trinket. is just a little, Yeah, a little know. trinket. Give us- do you have any statues of angels in the house? Statues of angels everywhere, all over the yard, all over the house. So what you've done is you've attracted real angels. There are real angels around you. Now, those angels probably have to work with your already established karma, but they are are assuring us that they're going to help you. And there's more than one. I would guess there's, you know, sounds silly, but I would guess there's four angels. And they're going to help you through this. We don't know what the results are going to be, but we do know that we've communicated with them through the astral realm. They're there to help you. And they're kind of suggesting by energy that we're going to get through this. So you just continue to do what you're doing. If I were you, I wouldn't dwell on all the things that were, that everybody's, you know, not a, on your side. Exactly. That's, Don't that's dwell on that right point. now. Like, stop the small denial. You know, you know, focus on the positive, the little things. I mean. Talk to the well, angels. Be positive. I know it might be hard because you have reality issues going on. But lean on the angels. Give them power to help you. And let us know how things go. Just one last question: Do you have any birds in your um, in your yard that you communicate with? Anything like? I feed, I feed the birds, and I have hundreds of ducks that come for corn. Okay, yeah, because I'm picking up a, that you have a relationship with birds. So these types of things, you know, that that's what you want to be focusing on. That's a wonderful thing to do: feed the birds. They love you for that. Yeah. Yeah, we just did that this morning. Yeah, we feed the birds. birds. I'm in a regular neighborhood with houses everywhere, and it's a little tiny house, and I fed two birds about 15 years ago, two ducks, and they just keep bringing all their friends all these years. Yeah, they bring everybody. So So we're we're putting out into the energy that you're a gentle soul but tormented. But through your torment and through the tyranny of your mother and the abuse of your husband and the abuse of the environment, you have managed to keep your soul intact. And what we're going to do is ask the angels and the guides and the spirits to reward you for that. 
that this will be the end end of bad karma and the beginning of something that helps you feel better and gives you some hope about living. Wow, thank you so much. That's such a blessing. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, Lisa. And reach out to us if you need more help. We're always here for you, okay? Thank you for the blessing. Thank you both so much. Thank you. Okay, keep in touch with us. Thank you. Well, that's it for now. Yeah, we had someone listening, but they would yeah. want to speak uh, with us. You know, person. angels, I mean, we can't deny it. I mean, whether you believe in angels or not, they're here. Uh, they're, they're at least here in literature. The angels not, roamed the earth, you know, before, you know, it was inhabited by a human being. Yeah. They, they The angels are weird. They're not human. They seem to be made up of celestial spirit spirit they're angelic you know what do they look like in the astral realm i don't know we try to make them look like they've got wings and they're all full of light and they have some kind of human form sometimes people just say well they're just light bulbs looking like light bulbs disneyland think they look like blue fairies we don't know but but where did they come from just fairies yeah no i mean disney's Depiction well, of fairies, aren't yeah, they? Just fairies. Tinkerbell's a fairy, not an angel. Well, the blue fairy came down. Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, yeah. it's Disney, he, he didn't write the thing. Um, Pinocchio was Colodi, who was an Italian writer. But the idea is that there seems to be, under this premise of biblical interpretation, that God has this heaven, or he's got some realm, and then... He's got his legions of angels, and then like Satan has so his legions, legions of, of angels. But they're dark angels. So there's good angels, and there's bad angels, and they're fighting, and whatever is going on there. And, and but, God's angels can be tough too. I mean, there are avenging yeah, the angels, angels on down, the good they're side. They're messengers, and they tell the people on the earth, "Hey, your place is going to get destroyed." Yeah. So they can oh, be nice. they you know they, they there's of all varieties but we like to think of angels as being these celestial cre- energies that exist that have some sort of awareness or consciousness or communicative skills to interact with human beings and maybe do something for them and hopefully that fairy tale that angel tale is true. Now, when we get into the element of of dealing with angels, one could say, well, you're just being psychic and throwing metaphors into it. You know, literally prove to me, like the amazing Randy would say, prove to me you're talking to an angel. Take this test. Well, there's no way to prove that. And there isn't. But when, when, as far as we know, you know, if, if people had never seen clouds before up, close and all they've ever seen them in the sky and they go well i wonder if you could stand on them or land on them and then one guy finally climbs a mountain and he and his head reaches the cloud a big fluffy cloud and he goes hey everybody down there you can't stand on these things lucky lucky the guy didn't try to jump off the mountain onto a cloud that would have been a different story yeah, I once saw a war movie where the guy fell out of the plane and and went right to a cloud to his death. And I thought, well, there goes that theory. But that 
but we we tend to think clouds sometimes form form faces or animals or that, oh, they do. that wonderful Charlie Brown cartoon what where they're that? envisioning the clouds and saying all these things. Faces. And Charlie Brown says, well, I saw a donkey and a monkey. Donkey. Donkey. Uh, so, um, what, what is it called? There's a phenomenon. Keep talking. They're usually the cumulus clouds are the ones that are the, the big fluffy ones that take right. shape. Right. But I'm, it's a, uh, but, a par, 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 pareidolia. It's the illusion of seeing a facial structure in an everyday object. Yeah, and, that, and you know, we, we do that. We tend to, our brains are geared to try to find formations in, this, in abstract design. Sometimes we see them, sometimes we don't. Sometimes there's a meaning behind it. <laughs> all kinds of saying, <laughs> you know, how common, you know, people ask questions, how rare is pareidolia? Oh, it's very common and phenomenological. For example, the visual illusions in dementia <laughs> with Louis bodies. So that's yeah. not a great thing to you know. Hear. I mean, seeing seeing images and patterns or abstractions is okay. Part of maybe the way the brain is constructed. I think so. But, and I mean, they're talking about you know having this this pareidolia being a symptom of some kind of neurological degenerative disorder, which I understand can occur. But I think it's more uncommon to see faces and objects. If you're just a regular person walking down the street, I don't think it's as common with the average person with average mental function and average neurological function to see faces. It, it's, it takes a certain type of brain to well, see. Well, somewhere in our brain power. It's a coding thing. It's you know, seeing codes, seeing some, patterns. It's code pattern, and codes are important. But somewhere in our brain pattern, it isn't like, like a you. It isn't like we have an established historical record that angels came to the planet. We know they're here. Somewhere, somebody dreamed up this idea about angels, whether it was inspired or God-given or what. But we just didn't stop at the idea that there's a God and a creator. Now we, now we extend the, the, the pyramid to, well, now there's angels. And there's all kinds of spirits and demons and, you know, the whole population. So where, what is the birth of an angel? You know, how did they get here? How did they get incorporated in our consciousness? And why do we depend on them so much in that regard? Is it just abstract, spiritual, hopeful, hopeful revelations that we, we, imply that that well there's something out there that helps us and we got to create something so we come up with these the this angelic metaphorical being that is part of god's kingdom angels angels and when you look through the history of angels it's kind of interesting we can't get into that right now but but now where we are in the present stage according to this show is that Apparently, whether Chris and I are psychotic or, or delusional or not, we have said, well, we just communicated with angels. I'm psychotic. You're delusional. Yeah. 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 That's right. And you're Hardy and I'm Laurel. <laughs> that is an unfortunate truth. Yeah. Um, uh. So, you know, so what is the, what is the basis how can we prove this? 
beyond the idea, scientifically speaking, that, well, the brain can pick up things. You know, there's this intuition or there's this random level of chance, you know, odds or evens that you can come up with things. Anyone can do it. There's always those, those phonies that come on stage and they mock or mimic psychics and they get hits and they prove that psychics are just guessers and anyone can do it. Well, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, but yeah, that's, a, that's you know, this was coming up in a recent reading uh, where, you know, several names were mentioned and the person was kind of like, eh, nonchalant about it. And, you know, the names, it's not like you're just, if you're being psychic, you're not just, you know, picking names well, out of a grab bag. Well, could just say, you know, some of us are just in a, a better guesser. Or they, the random the moments at the time just connect in amazing ways, but it doesn't prove, and they're right, it doesn't prove that there's anything out there. We're never going to be able no. to prove it until one of these energies comes down and tells us the information. Well, but this person, this person was from a different culture. So the names that that yeah. that were coming up were names from a different culture and they were connecting like, oh yeah, well that's my brother. Uh, this, oh, well he was just a friend that I had. Well, the question you know, is, blah, blah, blah. You know, does the brain hold a compartment where in one can be near omniscient, all knowing? Does the brain itself our brain is we use about eight percent of the brain, six to eight. I think that's an under. I think that's exaggerated. Okay, we'll but use fifteen percent okay. or twenty percent. Let's go to thirty percent, way off the record. But what's going on with the rest of it? And we haven't decided yet the regions of the brain, just like we haven't decided the regions of the ocean or the sky. We don't know. So is there something in the brain that that is lodged in? brain that takes on the metaphor of an angel that or God or whatever it may be that is all in our brain, then the existential question is, well, who created the brain and where did all this come from? Man didn't create the universe. So where, where does that go? And so the tale keeps going deeper and deeper into the mysteries of space. But somewhere in that dimension, as far as we are concerned as psychics, there are energies and entities, and it's a matter of opinion. That's all it is. It's a matter of opinion and belief where both are abstract forms to begin with. An opinion and a belief is totally abstract. It's not based on fact. So the God is not fact. In spite of what we, one believes, however zealously one believes in God, it's not a fact. You can state it's a fact because it's your belief it's a fact. But there's no direct belief. Even Einstein considered the concept of a higher being, a creative intelligence, something out there that gave order. I don't know if he signified it as God, but he probably didn't care how you painted the letters on it. So we now get down to a more narrow view of the universe by giving it a name. God, angels, spirits, things like this that now name the abstractions that are out there and we give them even personalities and we give them thought content. And then we go so far as to say, and they can influence us. They have some direct control over events, possibly. 
influence. Now we're getting into very strange areas. And just as somebody could call a psychic a fraud, a psychic can turn around and say, well, whatever you believe is your belief. But according to my beliefs, what we do is fact. We have, we have good record. And not everybody, not even doctors are, are correct. That's for sure. Not politicians, doctors, no one is entirely correct on anything. Yeah, and unless you're teaching first grade math and one plus one is two, and that's all you teach. It's interesting, too, because as medicine has advanced, there seems to be, you know, more, I don't know, the training of doctors is much more cookie cutter. You know, it's not, I just feel like newer doctors are not as good as older doctors. Well, you know, I mean, there are bad older doctors. That's, that's, I mean, there are good and bad doctors in every age group, but there is a more structured, um, especially if you're going to a university medical system, there's, there's limitations. Oh, we have a caller. Well, that doctors have to abide by. So there, 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 there are more rules and regulations they have to follow, and um, they're limited in their treatment. Yeah, that comes with experience and life and adjustments. But let's get to the caller. It's Jennifer. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, sorry, I was just meeting with my, the high school principal for my sons, and I just want to know if I'm going to be able to get anywhere with this. My son. Heard of me? So yes, we're not being here earlier. No, I'm just kidding. We know you were in. Oh, the, um, you were listening earlier, but then you left. You left. Yeah. But so, go ahead. So I, I wasn't aware that uh, being valedictorian was a, um, is a meritocracy. So it came down to popular vote. And although my son got recommendations from four teachers and uh, has the highest marks in the school, um, the students got to vote on valedictorian. And they voted wow. the 10% lower grade average. And I don't, you know, I don't get involved, but it seems to me that it was a little unjust. So I went and met with the principal, who it started out okay, but I, I feel like there was an agenda behind it. Do you sense that there was an agenda and they're pushing a certain agenda by picking this other kid? Am I going to get anywhere if I take it over her head? Which makes me look like a Karen. But at the same time, my son's been working towards so long, and he's really And I said, you know what? You're penalizing um, you're penalizing people who are introverts because they're not out there, you know, popular. Yeah. Popular. yeah. So his, historically, Jennifer, has the school based it on grade point average being a valedictorian? Grades, um, recommendations from teachers, um, as well as, um, as this vote. So the vote has happened for how long? I don't know because last year too I noted that the kid who won very outgoing, but the kid, the, another kid who I know who had better grades was an introvert as well. Nice kid, really good grades, you know, involved in things. But I'm like, you know, I said I feel like you're penalizing introverts, and that I, she, that's when she got. Go <laughs> what? Say, go ahead. Sorry. 
yeah, she got defensive when I said, I feel like you're penalizing introverts. Well, I mean, the problem is establishing how long they've been basing this on a vote. And for example, if it was a new system and previous years, they hadn't based valedictorian choosing a valedictorian on the popular vote, then you would have more of a case going to the superintendent of the school, I think. But the problem is, it sounds like this is a, this is something they've been doing for a while. And I mean, I think it's ridiculous. I've never heard ever of a valedictorian. This is not like prom king. It's this well, is well, a, right or like president. Right. It, this is based on scholastic merit and and conduct as a as a student. So I think it's totally unfair. But if the system is the way it is and it's been established that way, I don't know if there's much you're going to be able to do. Neil. Yeah. Well, what's your goal? What what is what would you like to see happen? I I want to see my son be the valedictorian because this is my last son, and he worked. He's been this has been his goal since grade eight. His marks are all in the nineties. He's been on every team the school's had. He's worked part time jobs, had girlfriends. You know, never been a trouble to anybody. And, and only one person, I, I, I and it's like only for one person. Yes, it's shared. It's an idea. Well, it's only for one person, and you're saying that because he's introverted, he's that he's at a, a disadvantage. Because the students vote, they could get to vote for. The, yeah, no. I mean, so nice. so what what your and there are other students that are qualified, but you you're wanting to signal out your son, and just kind of hope he wins. So that's based on wish, prayer, energy work. It's not based on logic because there are other students who are qualified too. But is he the top? Is he the top? Usually valedictorian is based on the student that has the highest GPA. As far as my familiarity with valedictorian, that's, that, that's, the, that's how it goes normally. Yeah. And there are other things that you can win, but not valedictorian if you're just percent below does he have the highest gpa of all the students in the school uh yes he has the highest yeah that's the see there's the problem okay so let's see if we can you probably weren't here during the, the other part of the show but we've been trying to help people throughout the hour and doing it through validations and whatnot so i'm going to ask you something jennifer and don't worry about where I'm going. Don't try to figure that out. But do you remember in your lifetime anyone owning a sewing machine, like a Singer sewing machine or anything old-fashioned? Yes. And who was that? Um, both sets of grandparents had one. So you remember that? And the old-fashioned yes. black Singer sewing machines? Uh, I think one did and the other one had one of the more fancy ones. Now, did your that now the grandmothers? Now, another question. However, obvious it may be or may not be, did your grandmother ever make anything like fruit cake? Was there anything she was famous for in, within the family construct for something she made that was dessert based? Uh, she was a great. I think she might have made fruit cake, but she also made pies really well. Oh, that's fruit. Okay, and would she ever ended it in a in a state fair, or was it just family stuff? 
Uh, it was just family stuff. Uh huh. Okay. So now we're going to take that little abstraction and we're going to okay. apply it to your to your son. We're going to try to do some patchwork here. In your history, throughout your history, anyone named Brad? Graham? Brad, B-R-A-D, Brad. Not that I can recall. Not that you can recall. So there's another individual at the school that seems to be a male figure, a male student that he's up against. So that's where I'm determining things are existing. Maybe it's Brat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I know the other kid's name, but uh, it, is it a male? Even... Male it's or female? Man. It's a male. It's a male. So don't worry about the name. The name we can toss off. The sexuality, the gender, is what we keep. So if you're certain that there's another male figure that's in competition with your son but your son has the highest grades, we might be able to scoop this in for victory. But she would have to go further. So your next step, I mean, you sounds like today you kind of hit an impasse with the principal of the school. Nothing was accomplished. So you would have to. So the principal said, I don't care. I don't care. You know, your son isn't eligible. It's too late. It's done. What's done is done. Basically, too late. I can't take it away from him. He, he's the one that won. I said, well, you know, and then I tried to, like, last year, well, my other son, and I yeah. said, that last year, you know, the kid with the highest grades, he was there doing things, like, but there was no promise of, oh, well, you know, we'll give him this award or this award or this award. You know, you know, I, if you don't want to take it away from that kid, that's fine, but, you know, how about offering some sort of concession, like, Highest grade point average goes to, you know, right. Well, in some kind of important role in the ceremony that maybe he gets to give a speech because right. he had that she made that achievement. He's recognized publicly not only by just mentioning that he has the highest grade point average, but allowing him to participate actively mm-hmm. in his commencement. Well, ceremony. what did the principal say about an alternative if you mentioned it? Nothing, nothing. I didn't even bring that up because that's. Okay, so you, you, okay, so here's what we do because it's not the end of the world. But what you can do is go to the superintendent and say, look, my son wasn't chosen. What is done can't be undone. But because my son earned the highest grade point average, can we insert a special recognition of that? to honor the, the efforts that my son made. Right. I think the superintendent is going to say, yeah, yeah, we can do that. And maybe give him, would he like to give a speech, your son? I, he'd love to give a speech, but I was also just in Las Vegas with the superintendent. So. <laughs> you were in Las Vegas thought, with the superintendent? Yeah, so I think I've got an in. You've got an in. That's yeah, good. That's a good. That's a good sign. I would push for the speech. Your son wants a speech. Yeah. Let's try, let's try that route. Maybe you could revisit the superintendent with a little roulette wheel in your hand or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, give him a or ticket. A stripper. Give, yeah, give him a ticket to one of the top. Yeah, that would be more of a. 
Yeah. Or perhaps you could flash them yourself. I mean, they, there's all kinds of options. Here's a ticket to the to the topless show, and you get a brunch with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. You know that that helps. And um, the Brad thing, I'll have to think on. And my grandmother. It's funny because. Um, she, I think, was valedictorian in her high school, and so was my mother. Well, that's, that connects with the sewing machine, so that's a good yeah. valedictorian. Oh. Grandmother. Okay. Elliot, All right. I want to tell you that, uh, You're cutting it out. Deception really bad. Oh, my strike would be done in five days, and it was done in exactly five days. Um, when did it start? Yeah, I know. I told you. When did it start, though? What was the date of the start date? It started on, I was calling on a Friday. It, the strike started on the 19th, and then we were back, and then I was off for the week. So um, then the strike was done on whatever Friday was. Last, so that would have been... 29th. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm glad I was right even though that obscures the premise. 28. Three strikes and you're out. Apparently well, five strikes. 4 5 6 7 8 9 10. It was 10 days. No, it, no 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 it wasn't. 19th to the 28th anyway, whatever. Yeah. Huh? I called on the Friday, and he said it would be the five more days of striking. And yeah. Monday, days. Monday through Friday. Yeah, so it was five days. It was, yeah. it be five more days. Which right came to, who are trying to, to dilute my prediction? <laughs> <laughs> We're not always right, Neil. Except when it okay, comes to con sales. We're on the show that I'm always right. And, um, no, we'll, <laughs> well, but thanks for calling. We'll give it a try, Jennifer. Talk to that superintendent again. I, I'm going yeah, to for sure. Let us know. I will. Thank you. Bye. Back on air Friday, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. Bye-bye.